Chasing tax evaders rather than targeting beneficiaries would offer a better return on investment for the government. That's the assessment of an expert in business studies. The government's launched a crackdown on welfare recipients, instructing MSD to actively use sanctions. Minister Louise Upston says remaining on the benefit has become the rational choice for some people because of a lack of consequences. Associate Professor Lisa Marriott from the Victoria University Business School has spent years studying the treatment of beneficiaries, she can see no good reason to focus on sanctioning people on welfare. A lot of my research has been comparing the way we treat tax and welfare, and a lot of that has identified just significant differences in the way we do treat those different parts of society. Now, there are some similarities in those two groups, um, but of course there are some differences. You know, when we're talking uh, a lot of the work that I've done, a lot of it has resulted um, or been related to activities related to crime, Uh, and when it comes to crime, we do treat those groups quite differently, but ultimately financial crime is financial crime. So I have always argued that we should be treating them similarly. But also when it comes to something like sanctions, I can't see any good reason why you would apply sanctions to one part of the population only, particularly when that group comprises those who have the least to start with. If we look at this in a very detached way from a financial point of view, if we've got a government that is conscious of wasteful spending and it's got budget constraints and it wants to cut costs, is chasing long-term beneficiaries off welfare good value for money in terms of executing that? I I don't think so. Um, When I first saw what was intended... I, it wasn't immediately clear to me what it was really intended to achieve. I mean, it does, as you say, seem to be about getting people off benefits, but actually the focus would, to my mind, be better spent trying to help people into paid employment. And, and those are, are really two different things. Now, the research does show that sanctions will probably achieve getting people off benefits for a, a relatively small group of people. So there will be some savings there. But it probably won't achieve the the second, which is actually getting people into the paid employment, which is probably as a society what we want. It's the more important one, really. We want people to gain more skills. We want them to have higher earnings, improve their self-esteem and so on. And those are all the benefits that you, you get from being employed rather than not being on a benefit. Um, And I would also point to what we've seen play out in the UK where they did what we're proposing to do in about 2012. And their own internal reporting shows that benefit sanctions had some pretty negative effects. So they slowed down beneficiaries' return to paid work. So again, they're getting people off benefits, but they're not returning to paid employment. They're just dropping out of the system, which isn't a good outcome. And also, and this is really important, it forces people into taking lower paid jobs that leave them financially worse off and in the longer term, significantly financially worse off. And if I may make just one other point, which is it isn't just financial. The medical profession in the UK has warned for a long time that sanctions can lead to mental health issues. There's evidence 
evidence it impacts on physical health, that for some people it will result in them going hungry or potentially even being homeless at the most extreme. Uh, and it can also result in what is called survival crime, where people have to turn to crime to support themselves because they have no other means of doing so. And those are all recognised consequences of sanctions. Are there bigger financial gains to be made from a government chasing down tax evaders and tax fraudsters? Oh, I think, yes, yes, most definitely. I mean, every year in their annual report, Inland Revenue find around about a billion dollars of um, various sorts of different types of fraud. They call them tax discrepancies, which is a really nice uh, friendly way of talking about tax crime, but it is a reasonable number. It's about a billion dollars uh, for welfare fraud. So again, we're talking about fraud. Uh, it's a much lower amount. So you know, in the realm of twenty to thirty million. So tax evasion is a much more significant offence by a multiple of about forty times. Do you see the benefits outweighing the costs, or how do you think that equation will work out? Yeah, again, it's a really good question. Um, I I think if you were to purely look at it from a financial perspective, uh, if the investment in the sanctions is relatively low and around about the 1.2 million that is proposed, it could be revenue positive because you will have a you know some fall off of people off the, the benefits from these sanctions. I mean, that, that will happen. It will be relatively small, but it would probably be enough to make it a, a, a revenue positive exercise. However, what it doesn't take into account is all the, the, those non-financial issues that I mentioned, the impacts on people's physical health and mental health. Uh, and that all has a, a cost to the government. It's just a cost elsewhere outside of the, the welfare support system. So, if you were making a decision about clawing back revenue, would you go for tax evaders or beneficiaries? Oh, I would go for, for tax evaders. Hands down. But- Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if we if we really uh, want to collect more revenue, we just we need to look at the revenue that should be being collected that is not being collected. There's no question in my mind. And that was Lisa Marriott, Associate Professor from the Victoria University Business School.